Welcome to Season of the Bitch, the leftist podcast wishing all empires a happy decolonization. Oh, oh. <laughs> Today we have Adelaide, Zoe, and Ozzy. That's correct. And today we're ringing in the new year. I mean, you couldn't necessarily get that from our intro, but at the same time, I'm willing the fall of all empires this year. Definitely. Yes. You know, instead of like a sports team being like, it's our year, it's like the people's year, right? Like this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. At we- 100%. And we're going to get into it. Exactly. Um,. But yeah, no, seriously, this episode will be more personal than global, um, but I do think it's important for us to give some space to talk about the fact that the world is a pretty terrifying place right now. We have multiple active genocides taking place. COVID is surging in a massive way. And libs are already ramping up to tell us that we must vote for a Zionist fool for president, aka Biden. As always, we find beauty and hope in the cracks in the ways that we can connect with one another and care for one another. All the disruptions and rallies for Palestine, all the people continuing to fight against these white supremacist structures, all the trans women trolling Dave Chappelle, etc. There's so much beauty to be found. Um, finally, I want to acknowledge that this is only a new year as it's dictated by the Gregorian calendar. Most indigenous peoples, as well as as astrologers, see the new year as the spring equinox when things begin to thaw and bloom again. (laughs) So if you're feeling like you just want to hibernate or whatever we're actually meant to do in the winter without burying our heads in the sand while people desperately need our solidarity, know that you are not alone. So I love that. I I really like the (laughs) idea of spring being like the time that things are restarting because that does feel more... That's the time that, like, natural stuff is restarting. Yeah. Um, It's when Aries season, the start of the astrological calendar happens. It's really, like, it's a a capitalism thing that this is the new year. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we get into our little year in review, I would love to hear what y'all did for New Year's and New Year's Eve, if that's, like, social plans or just, like, things that y'all do to refresh i feel like ozzy i haven't talked to you in five years i know i feel the same (laughs) literally i did spoiler alert i saw addy a few days ago i drove through buffalo um (laughs) but yeah i feel like i have not seen ozzy in decades literally yes definitely um well i was just in california for the past couple of weeks like spending some time with friends and family um and yeah for new year's specifically i was with my partner and some friends in the bay area and we basically just went to this burrito place that i love it's one of my favorite burrito places we ended up being literally the last people to like be in the restaurant because they they closed like really early because it was new year's so their staff could like go have a good time which was really nice but we didn't totally realize that so we were just there at like 8 p.m. or whatever. And wow, Ozzy said no, like, work longer. Yeah, no, it literally, <laughs> like, we were suddenly like, oh, there's, like, nobody else here. Like, we're <laughs> sort of sitting in this outside courtyard area, and then we just look around, and it's like, oh, we're alone. Like, should we go in there and see what's going on? We go in, and it's like, they're clearly cleaning up to close very soon, so we're like, cool, we will get out of here. Um, but yeah, we were the last customers on New Year's Eve, which felt fateful. Um, and then we got, like, precisely one drink at a bar nearby and then made it home like right before midnight we're like had some tea we're like happy new year it's <laughs> it's midnight hooray and then just like immediately fell asleep um which was very nice and cozy um but yeah i think mostly just like 
getting some time for like rest and also just to like reconnect with some friends I hadn't seen in a while. Um, it was a nice, it was a nice little New Year's celebration, but like not too much, not too much of a thing, like a party or something, because that's sometimes just too much for me. Um, I feel like people put a lot of pressure on New Year's to be like the best party or like you have to have the best night and it has to go until midnight because you have to celebrate at least until midnight. Um, so just like letting go of that a little bit was nice for me this year. Yeah. Yeah. At like 1130, my friends and I were like, okay, at this point, like we are going to go till midnight, but also we're all exhausted. <laughs> I remember texting. It is, I kind of like having a deadline. Like it's like midnight. Right? Okay. We're done. Go to bed. Everyone right turns yeah. into a pumpkin. Yeah. No, we're I, like, okay. We're just going to get to midnight at this point. <laughs> I remember texting Zoe at East coast midnight, which was 11 PM, obviously Zoe's time. And I was like, <laughs> happy new year. East coast new year. It's basically everyone's new year, obviously. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah i don't know i remember in my early 20s being like basically new year starts at midnight like that's when then you like really start partying and now i started at like 7 p.m and by 11 30 was like okay we can all go home <laughs> Very i real. love that and that's maturity and wisdom <laughs> thank you yes i'm growing Mm -hmm. Did I hear that you're 30 now? Yes, I am 30. Um, I've gotten really mature in the past like three weeks. So that's fucking right. <laughs> um, hell yeah. Well, longtime listeners will know I was thinking back to um, four years ago, literally recording on the day that my stepdad passed away. <laughs> I'm like, do I even want to say this out loud? It's so intense. But like, I think I just like needed something else to do. Um, so yeah, it was the four year yeah. anniversary of that happening. So I definitely and it also coincides with my mother's birthday. So it's a little um, wild of a day for my family. Uh, so there's definitely some like reflection and I do like my spiritual stuff to like connect with um, Brian and honor Brian a little bit, my stepdad, if y'all don't know. Um, and yeah, kind of just similarly, or I guess related to family, I had uh, COVID leading up to Christmas until like the day after Christmas. Um, right, yes. And I had it on Halloween. What is up with these COVID holiday times. Honestly, I would be more sad about missing Halloween than I was about missing it Christmas. Was, it was tragic for yeah. sure. Especially because like I wasn't even very sick. I just was like, I can't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I was definitely sick. I But like because my family stuff is a little complicated, there was a lot of silver linings there. But um, I did for get sure. to see... Um, my sister who lives in Los Angeles uh, before she went back, um, which I was really grateful for. Um, and then, yeah, for New Year's Eve itself, uh, I did spend some time with some close friends. We had a small living room dance party. I made some pumpkin oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. Um, and then I always love to do a little like Sometimes I dip into a little creek or river or something, um, but my friend Bethany has a little metal tub, uh, and I did a little ice bath, um, so I, I kind of like to do that sort of thing as a little quick, wild, so brave, <laughs> fresh, fresh moment to bring in the new mm -hmm. year. That is brave. Real uh, water trine hours over here. <laughs> for real. Yeah. I do. I will go in a cold plunge, but typically when there's like also a hot plunge available right after. So yeah. it's, it's very brave to just go for it. This was probably the coldest I've ever done in the sense that I had to break ice the the ice off oh the God. top it had, oh, wow. it had sealed ice i broke it with a brick wow. and oh then God. got in there <laughs> oh my goodness so, oh my God. yeah um well, I'm actually, I'll, I'll do mine in reverse. I'm actually going tomorrow to um, a Korean spa outside of Chicago mm. that has, they have an ice room, which is what made me think of it. So there's like a bunch of different sauna rooms and they all are like different temperatures and have different um, 
the walls are made of different things. There's like the pink salt room. There's an amethyst room, oh a charcoal God. room, like all these different healing rooms. And there's an ice room. I have to go. And Ozzy, to your point, it feels really good to go in the ice room like after you're in like some of the very hot right. ones. Because some of them yes. are like warm, like temperate. Like you go in all different all different temperatures. So I'm going with a couple of friends tomorrow as our like New Year's like refresh day. Um, I love that. But yeah, on... Well, over the holidays, I went to Philly and saw family and then drove to Buffalo to see Addie on my way back to Chicago. Yes. Tested negative um, with a few days time, just like we love to see. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was it almost didn't happen, but it did. Um, And yeah, then on New Year's was pretty low key. Did like a game night with some with some friends. Um, Yeah, I spent the past couple of years doing New Year's with my friend, friend of the pod, Janet, which has been super nice. This is the first year since like COVID that we didn't just do our own thing. And I kind of missed it. But also, it made more sense scheduling wise for both of us. Um, And as we will get to, I am spending the Lunar New Year with Janet in Vietnam. So amazing. I love that. Um, So I thought we could just do some reflecting on 2023, uh, favorite moments, least favorite moments, biggest lessons learned, etc. Obviously, again, we will not be covering everything, but, um, you know, just just to throw some things out there, a little a little list of goodness for the most part, other than the badness. So, yeah, my favorite moments were anytime we could get together, um, those of us here on the pod, um, we were able to... Which was kind of a lot of times this year, I feel like. Yeah, we were able to kick it off last spring with Kellen's wedding. Um, Then Ozzy and their partner, Jax, came and visited me this summer. Uh, I was able to go see Zoe for their birthday. And then like Zoe just said, um, (laughs) they came through. Uh, So I'm just so grateful because I feel like we've also literally gone full years without seeing each other. So it's really nice. Um, I mean, you and I have not gone full years without seeing each other. And thank God. And maybe me and Ozzy (laughs) haven't either, but yeah. It, we've got yeah, I, guess I don't know if we have but I mean we did I feel like we did see each other more. a good number of times this year yes yeah no there's a lot times it's been a lot longer but I feel like we've seen each other at least like once a year all of us pretty much and thank goodness for that exactly and you could pay us more on patreon and that we could do it more often literally so true. <laughs> more on that later <laughs> um And yeah, obviously we do not dream of labor, but um, a big change this year for me was starting to work on a farm. And I actually really love that I have had this as my employment in the sense that I have been able to focus my mental and creative energies elsewhere and just kind of throw my meat sack around and be outside (laughs) um, and follow directions. So that's really nice. Um, so deep, deep friend of the pod, my downstairs neighbor and dear friend Kara, um, is a cat, um, like, I don't, I mean, like, I want to say savior in the sense that, like, any feral cats in our neighborhood she'll, like, take and neuter, spay, and not herself, like, takes that to them to a vet, and then... You know, so that the feral population doesn't continue to grow. But, like, she, like, also then cares for them outside. But we have a little neurodivergent cat who lives in our foyer mostly, um, goes in and out of our foyer, uh, and his name is Rocco, and we love him. And he's been a highlight of this year for me. Um, I played 23 shows in 2023, which is nuts. That's amazing really wild um you love to see it also 24 if you include the private show that you played while i was in buffalo very true very (laughs) true um and like this year i know we did a whole episode on the lavender room but the this was the year that i learned about the lavender room got involved with the lavender room and that has been a huge um like 
love for me. And then to round out my favorites of this year, I just want to say orcas. Like, the fact that orcas have been fucking up boats have been such a highlight for me. Like, it yeah. it gives orcas me... Orcas were the heroes of 2023. And, and I think they're going to continue to be heroes of 2024. Um, but I'm just obsessed. I'm obsessed with the fact that orcas are out here fucking shit up. Like, let's go. We love to see it. Um, yeah, I feel like personally, I had a pretty big year. Um, I finished grad school. I have two master's degrees now. Brag. (laughs) Um, which also means I have my first ever job with benefits in my entire life. So that's kind of fun. Like not the work part, but the like having health insurance. I love. Yes, yes. Um, and as reference, I turned 30 a few weeks ago, and now my favorite thing to do when someone is, like, being immature or just bothering me or really doing anything annoying at all is I'm like, I'm 30. I'm not going to deal with this. Correct. I Welcome to your that. 30s. I love it. Uh, and it's fun. And uh, maybe most importantly, over the summer, I went to Dollywood. Yes. Um, Slash also like kind of all over Tennessee um, with my parents for my like finishing grad school celebration. And it was really nice. I haven't spent that much like concentrated time with my parents. I don't know in a long time. That doesn't really happen much when you're an adult outside of like visiting for holidays and stuff. Um, So it was really fun. We drove around. We did a lot of Dolly themed things, which I love. And yeah, that was definitely a, a nice highlight of the year and also was in between grad school and starting work. So I just had like not a fucking responsibility in sight, which yes. also never happens as an adult. So I think I was also just like so relaxed on that trip because I had nothing to worry about. Amazing. Yes, I love that. Um, Yeah, 2023 was like a very busy and like big year for me in both good and bad ways, um, which we'll get into. But in terms of the good, there's a lot. Um, A big thing that comes to mind for me is I started testosterone at the beginning of last year. So I'm almost one year on T now. Um, And yeah, that is like... I don't know when I it's something that I haven't talked a ton about on the podcast before but at this point I'm like fuck it if you listen to this podcast you're welcome to know about my HRT journey um but for me it's been um like one of the best decisions I've ever made for myself um and I just wanted to say if you're listening to this and you're someone who's considering starting HRT and you're not sure about it um I'm happy to talk about it hit me up on discord or possibly Twitter if you're not in our Discord. Um, But yeah, that that has been a big part of my year and kind of like a time passing metric as I'm like having all these sort of like physical milestones. Um, But then in terms of other more social stuff, um, I also celebrated one year of knowing my partner Jax this year. Yes. Yes, um, who you may know from our two-part queer ultimatum extravaganza. Um, yes. And that that was like an exciting milestone for us. I think for me, it also just represents like more time that we've gotten to know each other and like integrate into each other's lives a little bit more. Um, a huge highlight of my year is when Jax wrote and performed me a song for my birthday um, as like a surprise at this open mic that they were playing at. Um, it's definitely oh God, I the best about that. gift I've ever received. <gasps> um, it was it was so cute. That's I cried. so cute. Um, yeah. Also, I really want to second everything Addie said about like every time that we could all hang out, um, going to Kellen's wedding all together, visiting Addie and getting to see them perform at one of the twenty three slash twenty four shows yeah. that we played <laughs> this year or last year. Um, going on the Maid of the Mist, getting to see Niagara Falls, which I had never done before, um, getting my souvenir poncho, which is near and dear to my heart. Um, and also shout out to when Zoe and I hung out when they were visiting New York and I unintentionally wore George Bush themed shirts both times we saw each other. Um, it was And that means so much to me though. Of course. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, I think that really represents um, something beautiful about our relationship. Wait, what was, okay, the first one is the, like, never forget Hooter shirt. 
the, yeah, that one I wore to this party we went to that Zoe's friends were having. And I think I was correct that it was like the right space for it. It was well oh, received absolutely. because I've been like, I don't know exactly where to wear this Hooters Memorial 9-11 shirt to. Always um, to a party that I invite you to. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> but but then, wait, what's the, I can't remember the what the other, other one was. is this vintage shirt from the 90s I have that says, it just has a picture of like a little guy in a suit with like, a small bush for a head and it says George Bush vegetable or noxious weed mm. um which actually I may be misremembering I think that one might be actually about HW um which I found shocking because like I forgot that people also hated him that much because I just wasn't alive then um right but it, it works for either of them so it's exactly it like doesn't really um, matter who it was intended yeah. for <laughs> Um, really any member of the Bush family it's fine right so are um, those the only two Bush shirts that you own I think so okay I certainly can't think of any others I will now expect um, a new one every time I see you yeah, in person every year. <laughs> it gives me the idea of like that's what we should gift Ozzy every year for their birthday is some I mean, kind of vintage George I Bush t-shirt no. yes yes <laughs> I am going to go down such a rabbit hole of finding the best ones. Exactly. I, I was oh like, no, God. Ozzy shouldn't be in charge of doing this. We are taking it over and giving it to them. <laughs> yes, please. Great. It's like it. Secret Santa, but it's just we all buy Ozzy and Bush yeah, t-shirts. Exactly. Secret Bush. <laughs> Not what you think Secret Bush would mean, but we love it. Yeah, it's a surprise. <laughs> uh, um... Yeah, well, okay, a few other highlights of this year for me. Um, I think on the friends and community note, um, getting to host friends on my own personal couch in my apartment and also getting to stay on a lot of friends' couches, um, hosting a Transgiving celebration with Jax, getting to be in one of my best friend's weddings, um, be part of the ceremony, going on a big gay trip to Fire Island, oh um, basically just generally sort of feeling stable enough to like start giving and receiving care from my friends and community in new ways um which feels like i think the couch thing specifically just feels like a milestone because it's like oh we're all kind of starting to have like a spare room even mm -hmm. if it's not a bedroom which it's really not for almost any of us it's like you know a couch in a living room but it's a different room from the bedroom we have access to two rooms now we're moving up in the world um and that's also great in terms of being able to see each other more um also in terms of work stuff um like everyone else has said work you know we don't love it we don't dream of work um but i did have an exciting work milestone this year um that my boss sold this project on trans and intersex elite athletes that i've been working with them on since at least 2021 um which is kind of wild not knowing if it would ever be a thing or if anyone would want to like publish it um and now we actually have a publisher it's going to air on the cbc um so that is really exciting and like i'm happy that i'm going to get to work on that this year um and then from this past year also um ending a work project that wasn't working out was a big deal for me because i hate quitting things and i really don't like feeling like something that i've worked on didn't work out or like I don't know like some it didn't go perfectly but this was just a case where it was like we all really agreed that it was time for this show to end and like come to its natural conclusion um and it was a big deal for me to be like i feel like good and solid about this and like i support this um finally my cat fred made friends with my parents dogs more specifically the smaller one but she did hang out with both of them um, and that is a huge deal for her because before this, dogs were possibly like her biggest enemy mm. in the world. So that was a really nice holiday treat. I brought her to my parents' house for the holidays. Um, she got to hang out there for a few days by herself while I was up in the Bay Area. So that was very nice. Um, yeah, no, I that's guess awesome. Yeah, it's I'm I'm very proud of her. Honestly, it's it's her accomplishment. Um, I'm just celebrating it. As you should. But um, I guess moving into, you know, less 
less favorite things. Right. Um, obviously, when we talk about bad things that happened in 2023, especially like right now, top of mind is genocide. Um, definitely check out our recent episode about Palestine um, for more specific information about that. I'm not going to get into it a ton right now. Um, what I will say is going into the new year, I do feel really energized by a lot of the anti-imperial resistance that we're seeing. Um, it feels like, to me at least, more people in the U.S. are kind of on the same page as us as anti-imperialists and leftists and socialists than ever before, um, at least in a way that it's been visible to me. Um, so let's just keep talking about how horrified we all are by what's going on but also all of the things that we're going to do to fight back um because i think that that's really important as well yeah and i um, just really quickly on that note um want to shout out yemen and like seeing that action of solidarity in the red sea um yes. if you're not aware um Yemen has basically committed to trying to stop Israeli boats from entering that area um, as an action in solidarity with Palestinian people. Um, and I think it's going to be historically seen as like one of the um, more incredible pieces of resistance in this moment in time um, and I think there's a lot to be learned from the actions we're seeing around the world yeah no absolutely shout out orcas totally right. shout out uh oh my god <laughs> shout out Yemen shout out orcas okay yeah <laughs> oh my god this is beautiful um so he's on the hunt for George Bush shirts already. I, um, I just Killa found in Manila. I just found one. It's George Bush and Osama bin Laden, like in a boxing ring. I don't know, and it says, "Who's more dangerous, Killa in Manila?" I'm obsessed. <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever it's, seen. It's yeah, beautiful. Um, yeah. Well, so continuing on, least favorite things from 2023. Um. I'm not going to get into this too much, but 2023 was like a very difficult year for me in a lot of ways, um, just like on a personal level, not in, on a global level, although mm -hmm, that too. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, the things that were difficult mostly just came from like capitalism and health insurance bullshit and also having a human body and brain that don't always work as they should. Um, it was also a year that a handful of good friends moved like significantly further away from me, which made me feel like a little bit more isolated in some ways, although then I also got to visit some of those friends at their new places. So that also was nice and like gave me an opportunity to strengthen those relationships in some ways. Um, but all of that said, I think like the things that were good in the past year and that supported me, um, mostly came from like my friends and chosen family, some of whom are also biological family, um, and just like the people I surrounded myself with. And I think also developing more of an ability within myself to be open with people about things that I was going through. Mm -hmm. um, so that also feels like a win in some ways, like things did get a little bit harder than they were the previous year in some ways, but I felt like I had a really strong support system in place to manage it. Um, like possibly for the first time ever, definitely for the first time in a while. Yeah. Um, so That's that huge. was really great. And like, I feel like knowing that I could get through all of that, I feel a lot more prepared for the next year to come. Yeah. Similarly, I would say that 2023 was by far the hardest financial year I've had to date. Um, and, yes. and I would a, guess that's uh, true for a lot of people. Like, yeah. It was a hard year for a lot of us. Yeah. Um, so I think we're going to switch into some lessons learned. Woo! Yes. Learning. <laughs> um, one thing for me, um, as you may know, if you're a longtime listener of the pod, I have a pretty dumpster fire track record um, dating wise. And by that, I mean literal. And some of them are listening. What a. <laughs> <clears throat> 
never speak to me again. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just mean like there are a lot of people who then have um, either wanted to cause harm or wanted to have some type of retribution after a relationship ended. Um, and in 2023, I am really grateful that you know, I I mo- mostly <laughs> dated people who were very kind and caring. Um, and it was a different experience to learn the ways in which someone can still not be for you, even if they aren't toxic as fuck. Um, so, you know, growing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's an important lesson that a lot of people don't really get that like a relationship doesn't have to be like explicitly bad for you to not want to be in it. Right. Um, This made me think of I think it was like four years ago when I broke up with one of my exes and someone else who like knew both of us was like, oh, yeah, I just like always thought they were like a nice person i was like oh they are a nice person that that's not why we broke up what like yeah totally yeah they they weren't like mean to me that's not why we're here you can be in love and it still not be right right like it there's many factors right i was like i don't think they're a bad person i think i don't want to be in a relationship with them correct and you were correct for sure and that is valid but just like, I don't, yeah, the fact that that is a thing that other people also say. Right. Literally, though. Um, and then the other thing was I became really strict uh, with boundaries with some of my family members, particularly parents, um, who have caused me a lot of harm and grief in my life. And... That felt like something I would never be able to do. And, you know, it's like the Paul Rudd, look at us. <laughs> it's uh, it's very that energy. I feel so much relief um, and freedom in being able to define what that relationship is for me at this point. Totally. That's so important. Um, yeah, I feel like on the note of relationships with other people, I do think like learning new ways to be open with people to like give and receive difficult things that we're going through. Um, I think I learned a lot about that this year and just like got a lot more practice doing it. Um, in terms of other lessons learned for me, I think a big one is just like, I started learning to play guitar last year, um, which has been very fun. Um, It's taught me a lot about my relationship to artistic practice, both in the sense of like, I really hate like the boring kind of parts of something when like you're not good at it and you just have to like practice scales and like do sort of the day-to-day strengthening work um, of like building your skills. Um, so one part is sort of being able to push through some of that and just be like, you have to do some of this if you want to get better at this. Um, but then also I think like finding the things that are motivating me to do it. Um, one has definitely been like my voice changing because of tea and like being excited to play around with that has Mm. been like a big motivator for me to then play more guitar because I want to like play music and sing. Um, So that, like, recognizing that as a motivator, I think, has been important to, like, figuring out how I can sort of, like, keep doing this and keep learning this instrument. Um, And then also, like, just, you know, finding, like, other people who are similarly interested in whatever, like, art form you're practicing. Um, That's still something that I want to work on in 2024, which I'll talk a bit more about, but um, definitely being able to play music with my partner um, or other people. Uh, Actually on New Year's Eve itself, I like improvised a little on the guitar for the first time, very like badly and not like that impressively, but like my good friend and then this other person who was there, um, (laughs) which I won't get into, we're both really good at guitar and we're playing. Um, And I was, like, kind of just, like, accompanying them and being part of it. And that was, like, really fun, even though I was, like, really, really, like, barely part of it. But just, like, being able to do that was, like, okay, like, I've never actually really played music with other people before. So here we go. Um, Like, in that kind of, like, off-the-cuff sense, especially. So 
um i don't know that was nice and just like sort of made me feel like i'm getting somewhere with this which i think is sometimes when you're learning a new skill it can be hard to like track your progress um so that's i think like having those moments of check-in where i'm like sharing those skills with other people and being in like a musical community um has been really important to me um so yeah i think that's I don't know. I don't know if that's a lesson. That's something I've learned this year. Hell yeah. 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 I feel like mine is kind of a challenging part of 2023 and a lesson <laughs> wrapped into one. Um, I had, I mean, I think I had a hard time this year with, with friendships, not like my older standing friendships, but um, I moved. Oh, are you upset? Um, I moved to Chicago for grad school and most of the people I know here Stop. He's like, we are friends. Tell them about I know. me. You're my best friend, Pisces. <laughs> Excuse um, me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I moved to Chicago for grad school, and most of my friends here are through that. And so when we all graduated, it became a lot harder to um, be in touch in the same way, like not because it was anyone's fault, just like we all started jobs and we were all like, or trying to get jobs for a while. And I think we've hit mm -hmm. a better groove now that we're all kind of settled in jobs of hanging out. But it was like, oh, we went from seeing each other all the time to like it being very difficult to make plans with each other. Um, and that was very like difficult and lonely. And I think also with that, a couple of the friends who like I did see myself as closer to um, just like haven't really put in the effort to maintain that and so I feel like when I see them we have a great time and I like know why we were close and also we don't see each other enough to be close because when we do see each other it's like well let's catch up on the past few months um which I think is different when it's like a long distance friend than like someone in the same city of course in like that dynamic um so I think the lesson that I am trying to instill is like um being able to accept relationships as they are um i think previously i would put in a lot more effort to be like trying to get people to show up more and like show up in the ways that i do and realizing that if you have to like ask someone more than once to like show up for you there there's a reason why they're not doing it um or like i just don't think i should have to ask people to show up for me when mm -hmm. i know that i'm doing that for other people in my life um, so yeah, honestly, I've just kind of taken a step back and I'm like, if, and when you want to talk and hang out, like I will be open to that. And also I'm not going to like, you know, beg you to hang out with me or like go out of my way to like meet your schedule to hang out because otherwise it isn't happening. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. That's huge. I ha I've had some similar things this year for the or this past year for that as well. Um, so I'm looking into 2024. We're going to talk about our wishes for 2024 and any exciting news that we already know about, if we know about anything. Um, so for me, I really want to play my music with a full band and put out a full-length album, um, or at least start oh, yeah. the process of recording a full-length album. And then three of my closest friends are getting married this year. So that is very exciting. Um, and it's all matches that I feel really good about, which I feel like, you know, when it's like your closest people that can it can be really hard if you're not like on board <laughs> with yes. the person they're with. <laughs> but no, I feel really good about everyone. And so I'm really grateful for That's that. So nice. And I think... Um, I think it's going to be a year of intense change. I just feel it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, exciting news. As I kind of mentioned, I'm going to Vietnam in less than a month, which I am super excited about. Um, my friend Janet, who was on the pod a couple of years ago, um, is first gen from Vietnam. So we're going um, with her family. I'm going to like spend the new year near where her grandmother lives. Um, and yeah, I think it's going to be That's great. So cool. I am super excited. I've never been. Um, so yeah, that's just like an exciting way to start off. It's also not necessarily easy for me to take off work, but I decided to just like, fuck it, we ball. Um, and I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah. Also this year, I feel like I'm still really settling into like post grad school life now that I'm also getting more like, you know, integrated with my job and kind of getting more into a group with that and trying to spend my free time now that I like have free time again for the first time in years, um, getting back into like the things I like doing, um, like doing crafts and I don't know, hanging out with people and like traveling more. I have some other trips up my sleeves for this year that are not fully planned yet, but will be. Um, yeah, trying to embrace the lack of grad school in yes. my life, yes. <laughs> which is wonderful. Yes. <laughs> um, that's great. Yeah, similar international travel. Um, I know that I'm going to be going, and also friends' weddings, frankly. Um, I'm going to Mauritius this Where summer. Where is that? Um, it's So it is a very small island that's off the coast of Sri Lanka. So it's Whoa. like even smaller. Okay. It's like quite tiny in comparison, um, but right next to it. And it's, I think the population is around 1 million, but they get around 2 million tourists every year because it's this like beautiful island country with lovely beaches. Um, and I guess it's like close enough to the UK, I think that like a lot of British and European tourists go there. Um, but I am going to be going because, um, one of my best friends from college is from there, um, and his dad works in the government there, so I think it's going to be sort of like a, a I don't know, like a, a bit of an event, like, a, apparently the Prime Minister is invited to the wedding. Oh my god! Um, of, of Mauritius, um, oh my goodness. and I don't know if he'll be there, but it's like, that's that's a thing um but yeah Whoa. also uh two of my best friends from college are getting married um i mean they actually are already married they were supposed to have a wedding right before the pandemic happened um but so this is like a sort of delayed pandemic wedding that we're finally mm -hmm. gonna get to celebrate um and like all both of their families are gonna like all get to be there pretty much so that is also really great um and I think in terms of other stuff that I'm looking forward to, um, putting out this project about intersex athletes um, in the lead up to the Summer Olympics this year. Um, obviously the Olympics itself, like not a fan. Um, this project is pretty critical of the Olympics, which is part of why we want it to like air in that time period before. Um, Cause it's about a lot of like elite athletic stuff, but that there is going to be an Olympics this summer in Paris. Um, so that is wild and also will be a part of my scheduling this year. Um, and I think the last thing is just like similar to, I think what Zoe was talking about with kind of like having this new space for like sort of personal projects and hobbies. Um, I want to like sort of intentionally put more time towards building artistic community this year. Um, just like finding more events and people that I can like spend time with making music um, and possibly writing as well. Um, and I think also just like feeling more solidified in my activist community here. I feel like this past year I like had a very good crew of folks who would like go to protest together um, and like all are kind of working on similar stuff in terms of activism, but I don't really have like a group or an organization that I organize with right now. Um, and for 2024, I wanna try to find that again, possibly rejoin the DSA. We'll, we'll see. No, not promising that TBD. Yet, but um, yeah, a bold, we'll, a bold we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. A, a bold claim um and yeah so similar to what zoe said i just i really want to spend some time kind of like building up my own like home space and just kind of like my own daily rituals and practices around like self-care and relaxation and like taking care of my body and all of those things um i just want to like put some more like time and space towards that this year basically um hell yeah but, that's beautiful yeah that's i think those are the goals
Um, so this is not necessarily an exciting thing of 2024, but rather a bit of an inevitable thing about 2024 for us, um, which may not come as a surprise to our listeners. Um, but we have not been able to keep up with the podcast in the way that we once have been able to. In 2023, we made the decision to go down to every other week uh, for the five and a half years before that. We did every single week, um, and this year we mostly kept with every other week, although especially towards the tail end of this year, uh, as you probably know, it was very difficult for us to do that. Part of this is because our... um, Our Patreon numbers are diminishing. We have less money coming in and therefore, honestly, there's less impetus for us to be able to do this labor. Um, So that's definitely part of it, as well as everything we all just discussed. We all have so much going on in our lives um, and obviously it is so sad in the sense that this project has been so important to us like obviously I am at this point the only person left from the very beginning um and it's definitely been such a labor of love for me and something that I have put so much of myself into um all that being said for the moment um we're gonna you know try to keep putting out episodes at some point we may um do a six-month hiatus or something similar to try to see where we're at and see if this is something that we can continue um, or maybe reevaluate the way in which we continue. So um, while we do apologize for the kind of non-scheduled uh, manner in which this podcast is coming out. We are simply doing our very best. And as we have coined ourselves, we know sorry. <laughs> yes. Um, also, I just wanted to mention, like, if you're in the Discord and you have thoughts about sort of like, I don't know, either like changes that we've already made in terms of scheduling or just kind of like, what's been important to you about this project and what you would like to see going forward, we would love to hear them. Um, We'll probably do some sort of more formal like survey at some point. Um, Or I don't know if I should say probably, we may. But if you want to share your thoughts, also feel free to just like sort of drop them in Discord or message any of us. Um, We have that channel that's specifically like questions for the coven. You can put it in there if you want. Um, but yeah, as Addie said, this has been, this past year, I think has been a year where like all of us were dealing with new like work schedules and forms of work being like, yeah, just taking And we are all the least nine time. to five people and therefore our schedules do not overlap yeah, the way a lot of people do. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, we all have yeah. chaotic schedule jobs. Yes. Um, so you know it's been that that has been like a part of it but also that is like exciting in the sense that like adelaide played 23 shows last year like that's wild and so fun and like it is this is partially like we're going to have some more time to put toward or like need to spend time on other projects um and that's naturally meaning that we have less time to put towards this but um yeah that's i mean it is like sad and I think like change and transition is always hard um but we are still like figuring out what this might look like with those sort of new constraints on our schedule and like Addie said that might involve like some type of full hiatus where we don't put anything out so we can kind of like hibernate and figure some shit out um without having to put out public facing stuff for a bit but yeah that's kind of like looking towards this year um expect some shifts and changes uh from this project um that will be bittersweet for all of us yeah i i mean i agree with with what y'all have said i think yeah it's bittersweet none of us like want this project to end and that's why we're also trying to figure out like how it makes sense to continue or if or like in what form um 
Yeah. Which is also why we would love to hear from y'all about like, what is actually important for us to continue here. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think, I think we could come up with some cool things moving forward and we'll just have to see, and we will keep you posted when we know, because currently we kind of have no idea what we're going to do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, Cause none of us want to call it and we're also all busy. So we're trying to figure it out. Right. We're like, we can't, we can't fully. <laughs> and then we're like, but, and then, you know, so that's why you haven't had an episode in a month. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we're figuring it out. We'll keep you posted. Yeah. Yes, definitely. But yeah, let's do this. Um, well, especially thinking about, you know, change, projects changing, taking on new forms. Um, we wanted to talk a little bit about tarot um, for all of us for 2024. Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about the tarot card for this year, um, which comes from numerology. Um, so 2024 is a year of the strength card. Um, and the strength card in tarot isn't about physical strength. Um, it's more so about like inner emotional strength and like, um, yeah, inner being able to rely on your own inner resources. Um, in the traditional depiction of the card, strength is pictured as this sort of like lion tamer, um, or to put less of like a, I don't know, like power dynamic on it. It's just like a woman and a lion hanging out. Um, and to me, this represents the importance for us as humans of being open to learning from others, um, both like our fellow humans, but also other creatures and other living things, plants, um, microbes, etc. Um, I think for me, like this card is about the fact that true inner strength involves listening to others needs and experiences um and not assuming that you know what someone is going through or experiencing without asking um and talking to them about it um i think especially for those of us in the us the imperial core and the rest of the global north as well um this is going to be a very important year to demonstrate strength that takes the lead of listening to those who are most impacted by ongoing genocide and other imperialist and colonialist violence. Um, talking to people who have been doing anti-war organizing longer than you, I think is gonna be super important this year. Um, and no matter how long that is for you, I guarantee you can find someone who's been doing it longer um, or in a different way with a different focus than you. Um, also, I think finding out what work is already happening in your area, um, which is something we talk about a lot. So you're not like reinventing the wheel or duplicating work like figuring out where you can plug in and possibly take the lead from folks with more experience or more um, like who are more impacted um, by this genocide um, and being willing to take the lead from others and not sort of centering yourself and your needs within this specific context. Um, and that can be really difficult, especially when like we are all really horrified and like want to do what we think needs to be done to fight back. Um, and I think it can sometimes be really hard to let go and be like, maybe I actually don't know the best thing to do here. And maybe my opinion isn't actually the most important. Um, or like, I might need to take a pause and not just like jump in and do this thing. I might need to like check in with some people. Um, so I just also wanted to remind everyone to seek out activist community. Um, and really whatever community is most important to you um, in terms of like friendships, close relationships in your life. Um, it can be really helpful to have others to check in with and specifically people who are impacted at a similar level as you. So like if you're someone living in the US who's white and not Palestinian, finding other white non-Palestinian folks to chat with, I think can be really helpful to like vent feelings that you may have that aren't necessarily helpful to share as part of like public organizing work but it's still like you can have those feelings and discuss them with uh, like you know the close people in your life who are able to hear those feelings um and i think it's important to have a space for that um while like also trying to do this broader more kind of like public movement work that's happening um I read one description of the strength card that I loved that said it represents that you should, quote, fight for what you want and show the universe you mean business. 
Um, and I just love that. And I think that's kind of the exact energy that I need going into 2024. So I hope that's helpful for others to hear as well. Um, and something to just kind of come back to and center yourself this year, um, that that's like a piece of the energy that we're all kind of uh, processing and working with this year. Hell yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and just kind of going into um, the strength card a little bit more. Um, the reason why it is the year of the strength card, and Ozzy mentioned that it's because of numerology, but what that means, numerology is the study of numbers, uh, basically, but it's um, kind of like the study of the sacredness of numbers. And um, the way that they were able to arrive at the understanding that this is the year of the strength card is strength is the eighth card um, in the major arcana in a traditional tarot deck. And the reason why we are in a year of eight is because two plus two plus four for 2024 is eight. Um, and that is how you arrive at that. So Ozzy already got into this a little bit, but the strength is this very, it's almost like the the strength we need to have to be abolitionists, like the same strength we have where we can understand restorative justice is what, what that same strength, right? It's understanding and empathizing and, and finding a pathway forward for all beings. Um, and so that's really, really beautiful and leftist. And I also think um, separately from tarot, the sacredness of the number eight um, is all about karma. And, you know, you can think whatever you want about karma. <laughs> it's going to be there regardless. Um, but for many, many, many of us, uh, particularly if you are aligned with us, uh, this is going to be a year where all of the the energy that you've been putting out into the world, this energy of caring for others, of caring for the world, of caring for people around you, um, for giving um, all the way, in all the ways that you give, a lot of that is going to come back um, and and be kind of returned to you this year. Um, which is really, really beautiful and also very, very exciting um, for many of us. Obviously, if you're uh, someone who is a total piece of shit, uh, good luck this year. Good luck. <laughs> we wish you the very best. Um, I feel like we started the beginning of this year even talking about karma as it relates to the Midnight's album because we kind of talked about that because didn't um, Midnight's come out at the end of 2023 did it? or 2022. Wait. I mean, wait, did it? I thought it came out during 2023, but you could be right. Honestly, it's no, 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 no. You're right. It came out at the end of 2022. Yeah. Yes. So I think literally at our last New Year's, you know, episode, what you have to think about where you were when a Taylor Swift album dropped. Of course. That's how you know it. Right. <laughs> Right? No, exactly. I was like, wait, no, I remember where I was when I first talked about it. Yes. Because I remember uh, you, specifically Zoe, talking about the quote, um, I keep my side of the street clean. That is true. Uh, Prime lyrics, Taylor. Exactly. And so that is the vibe. Um, we've been keeping the side, our side of the street clean, and it's a... Uh, it's the thunder rattling the ground for sure this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Okay. Well, once you are done setting all of your intentions for the new year, you can pop on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash season the bitch and um, give us some money. You know, we will see if we, <laughs> how, how we keep on going and what our financial situation looks like. And you can help. Um, we will be more likely to continue this project if you do help us in that way. Just oh, saying. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, you can follow us on social media pretty much everywhere at Season of the Bee. You can go to our website, seasonofthebitch.com, seasonofthebee.com. And we have some fun merch there. You can buy our merch. It's very cute. You can email us, seasonofthebee at gmail.com. 
Uh, you can rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. You can, or anywhere you're listening, you can follow us on Spotify. Uh, you can do whatever you want. You can find us everywhere. Um, that's right. <laughs> and you will hear from us soon. And that's a promise. Yay. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Bye. Season of the Bitch. <laughs>